Welcome to another episode of the Original Slacker Podcast, presented by Round Guys Brewing Company. Today, I have the band Bitchfork with me, which includes members Chidi, Meaty, and Laura. Hey. Or Larva. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Either way is fine. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming down here early on a Mother's Day morning. Yes. Yeah. You guys told me you weren't even... This is the first time you've played your music without alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like it, right? It well, does I, seem... There may have been a little bit left in my system from last night, so I can't officially say it was completely dry. I was sober, but then you guys gave me a beer. <laughs> it's funny how that works. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about Pitchfork. 2017, you guys get started up. You guys have been playing for a long time. Yes. Well, we... these guys are brothers and have been playing together for all of their lives. Yes. So let's start there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you... Meaty learned guitar first. There's three brothers, and Meaty learned guitar first. Then, uh, you know, coming up, I, I didn't get to learn drums till about my 12th birthday. That's when I, that's when I got a drum set. And then my, bro- my brother Meaty here actually taught me how to play drums. So he's smiling from, about that. From there, from there, because <laughs> he got better than me. <laughs> yeah, from from there, from there we started playing in the basement, and then started progressing. And then let's uh, let's project forward years. About 2007 is when we met Larva. Yeah, they were in a band with their other brother. There's actually three brothers total, and this is two thirds of the brothers. And their band was called Brothers from Another. And what happened? The bass player pieced out, and yes. they needed another bass player. And we thought instantly of you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were we we're kind of in like this like Jenkintown music scene. You know, we we like knew each other through this Jenkintown music scene that was around. Back then, it was very silly. I remember when uh, Cheedy first, he was like, he hosted, I used to host an open mic in Ambler, and Cheedy took over for me for some reason, I don't remember why, and that's when Larva came out with uh, our other friend, uh, Auntie M's, and he was like, came back to me, he's like, you have got to see these girls play. <laughs> he's like, right. it is Aww. epic. And then, so when we were looking for a bass player, we were like, let's ask her to play with us. And yeah. we've been playing with her ever since. Laura, yeah. what was the group? What were you with? Oh, I was playing with my, my friend, uh, Auntie M's. And it was just, I think it was just the two of us for a while. I joined her band for a while. We tried like a, we tried a thing, but uh, it, it, it didn't work out. We, we didn't do that it? whole much. Well, that was sort of like, I don't know if we're allowed to say indie rock because it was so long ago that I don't know if indie rock was a thing. But yeah, it was kind of like... Like you up there, Indigo Girl style? Or what's going on? Not really. I mean, she was a little weirder than that. But yeah, it was it was like weirder, like indie kind of Distorted rock. guitars. Distorted, like yeah. A lot of stuff. Like really PJ Harvey kind of stuff. Fast okay. paced. Yeah. You know. I'm going to yeah. say PJ Harvey for, Fun stuff. for NTMs. Yeah. Very yeah. raw sounding. Yeah. 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 She's got a real raw sound. I like yeah, it. she was really raw. Yeah. But uh, I, I like all kinds of music, so... I like the raw stuff. We like the raw rock stuff. I mean, we're a three-piece, and we don't use any, like, bells or whistles that much. So for us, kind of, it's fun to have that challenge of creating that full sound as a three-piece, just playing guitars and drums, you know? Yeah. What would you say the sound of Bitchfork is? Oh, God. Uh, You know, for me, I'm like, people are always like, what kind of music do you play? I'm like, rock. Is there any other kind? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I I know there is. I'm just kidding around, but and then there's I guess, boxes out there. They want to put you in those boxes. <laughs> make sure you get the right box. Is there any kind yeah. other kind of music besides rock? No, but um, with with that said, joking around, we also are in this band together because I think in our former 
iterations of bands, none of us could really fully express ourselves. And totally. we, we don't limit each other. Mm-hmm. We kind of come from the same, like, sort of ideology, maybe. Uh, we like similar things, but we don't, I, we don't say, you know, you can't sing this or you can't play this style. We'll just do whatever we want. So some of it's really heavy. Some of it's really light. Some of it's poppy. Some of it's kind of weird. It, but I think what's cohesive about it is that it's we're using the same tones, the same vocals, the sort of shared male and female vocals, you know, same drum tones. That's what kind of ties the, the sound together, I think. Mm-hmm. I usually call us hard rock um, with prog and punk influences. It, it definitely has it. It has yeah. everything. Like recently somebody was like, oh, my God, you guys are way more punk than I thought you'd be. And I'm like, oh, I guess I ought to, you, you know. The first thing I thought about when I heard you guys, like, do you guys know the Von Bondies? I know of them. I don't think I've heard enough of them. Yeah, it's like indie punk, indie. Yeah. Just like good, good rock, you know. Yeah. Uh, blues inspired punk, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah. And that's they got a similar dynamic where it's just fun music. Yeah. Uh, male, female play off each other. Songs where you guys are, I know there's songs where you guys are going back and forth, mm-hmm. and you're building a really creative, fun dynamic up front. Yeah. It's, it's great. This that's is awesome. a fun sound. Thanks. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it, people enjoy it too because we're having fun too. Yeah, you know what I mean. And a lot of when we play live, I think maybe we overdo it sometimes, but we just kind of banter back and forth, and we don't really edit ourselves. Pink Panther. We just kind of, hey. <laughs> we just kind of say what's on our minds. You know. Uh, yeah. Some of it's a little raunchy. It's a little raunchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a real uh we're definitely letting loose all the stress in our yeah. personal lives and you can tell on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think um just to um piggyback on what Pete said, I think this is this is one of the first bands where we really like started from scratch as a group together. Like I I think I've done this like one other time in my whole entire life, like really started a band from scratch from scratch. Yeah. And like build it as a thing. Like everything else that I've done, you know, I'm a bass player, so I would join other bands like, Oh, you need a bass player, I'll join your <laughs> band, dude. And then uh never really felt like I was part of that band because right. it was an existing thing that I was glomming onto, you know? And then with this, it it's it's a dream project. I mean these are my favorite musicians to play with. Um you better say I res- that. I know. They paid me to say that. But um, I respect the hell out of these guys musically, and I hope they feel the same way about me. Um, And we're able to do a lot of stuff. I mean, we're able to harmonize together. We're able to write together. We're able to sit down and, like, create parts where we're building off of each other and uh, filling in all the gaps. It's awesome. Idiosyncrasies. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. It's just you can pick up when you're going to change without even looking at you, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not an easy thing for people. It comes easy to us because we've been playing so long. Yeah. Well, it helps that I smack you in the back of the head with a billy club every time you make it. <laughs> change, go. <laughs> All right, dude. Sorry. Yeah. Wrong. Fail. Yeah. Get it right. Nothing like a beer can at the forehead. Too. All right, we're gonna play a rock and roll song. This one's called Divine Right. Oh, running every 
started off you guys so you said it was different from other bands how how did the music come about what well, was the we, process should we talk about what the background was before we became bitch fork we don't have to i mean we just parlayed from a cover band from an original band to a cover band just to keep us together and keep us moving and keep us practicing right. and in writing at the same time because and then we dissolved that to form this and this started happening the writing process started about uh, I would say in 17, 2017. Um, and then it's just started progressing from there, and here we are. Yeah, um, and like Laura said, we started from scratch. So here we are at, you know, the beginning. We can't even play, you know, uh, anything until you have one song, then two songs, then three songs, then four songs. So we just kind of kept playing in this uh, entity as a cover band while we were coming up with enough material to play our originals yeah. because yeah. At, at heart we're all original musicians but we didn't want to stop playing yeah you know we I mean? we tried the cover thing for a little bit just to like make some money and continue playing together and it, I, I think it was a really good experience it if, got us into you know it got us into the performance aspect of it um it got us in front of a lot of different audiences and then and it funded our and it funded <laughs> yeah it funded right. our That's first a, dp yeah. i mean yeah. yeah and now we're we're we've gotten to the point where we're actually making money as an original band selling merch playing shows that um this band is self-funding and that's that's also something really awesome and uh i think yeah. new for all of us that's tough to do it's yeah. to take a band and make it self-funding you know this isn't a career for us at this point it's uh it's just a way to let loose and have fun and have all our friends come out and see people we haven't seen in a long time is Hell it yeah. possible is it possible to have it as a career these days Sure. Anything's possible. Yeah. Anything's uh, possible. What do you need to do to make it a career these days? If we knew that, we would probably have this as a career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think we're doing pretty good. I think we got a cool logo, cool band name. People, a lot of people. Yeah, and I don't mean to, to put you on the spot when I'm saying that. I was just curious. What do you guys think? You, you people... would have to put more time. It's just more. But into is that rude? Because I think a lot of people. It comes down to time management for us, and that's why. Well, for us, I mean, we're at different points of our lives too. We're we're not we're not nineteen year old kids anymore. You know, we've been yeah. we're we're a little bit you know we're we're not nineteen year old kids anymore. Let's just put Seasoned it that way. So musicians. we have our yeah we have our challenges. We have to make sure that we're managing our lives too. So what we like to do is play out a couple times a month, like once or twice a month, and make every single show that we go to an event. You know, we like to really mm-hmm. promote. We like to have sometimes like a theme for our event we just played a star wars show for may the fourth be with you which was really dope and did you guys get dressed up i did yeah i mean n- not like <laughs> lo- lo- like like low bu- low budget dressed up low budget yeah. dress up yeah but uh yeah i mean so we do that um and we're working on developing more video and web content as well 
Yeah, so it's it's just about you know, we, we don't want to oversaturate the market. We want every time you, you come to see us to be something new, different, and exciting. One of the things that I look at with the brewing industry and what we try and do here in the underground is to try and build a community. And really, it's all about, I think the 21st century, at least this decade, is all about building community, building a place for people to experience the fantasies they want to experience. And I feel like that is what you need to do in music these days if you want to be successful. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's that's something that we really do try to do. We, we try to link up with other bands as much as possible, um, other musicians, and just have a relationship with our fans, too. Yeah. Also, I mean, I've always been at the heart of it. We're a band, so, I mean, at the very center of it all, do you have good songs? Yeah. Because if yeah. somebody hears your songs wow, that's a good song. Where can I get it? Where can I see these guys play? And then can you play these songs well? You know, are, do people like seeing you live? That's kind of where it radiates outward from. Then you have, like, cool merch, cool band logo, build a community, get on, like, a really cool podcast at a, with a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I hope for for Bitchfork. I want Bitchfork to be something that you feel like you're a part of. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have our... You know, we, we hand out as many free stickers as we can and be like, go plaster, go plaster All everything. the stop yeah, signs. Yeah. All the stop <laughs> signs. Yeah, we have uh, – we, we are lucky enough to have some talented artist friends in our network and have a really awesome band logo. So we've made all these T-shirts and then, you know, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, my God. Your bitch fork. I saw somebody wearing your T-shirt the other day. You know, like we, That's we got cool. on that. How's that yeah, feel? I mean, we we had somebody wearing our T-shirt on the front page of the Northeast Times at one point. I mean, oh, wow. it was pretty up. Yeah, yeah. So it's a cool logo. Thanks, man. I like that logo. It, it is. It's an logo. interesting Mo band Musa. name. It's just a play on words, and it's uh, we're kind of a quirky, fun uh, party band at the same time. So the the logo fits that, and I think anyway. Yeah, you guys yeah. definitely we came are. Up with it. We didn't it's, be too serious. With it's it, not. You know? I mean, it's not. It's great music, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. But it's also. Not trying to be goofy. It's just fun. Yeah. yeah. I would say the songs are pretty serious, but we are not. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's, well, that's about right. Some of them anyway. <laughs> some of them are. Yeah. I mean, we got one, one of our, one of my favorite Bitchfork songs is uh, one that's coming up on the next EP. It's called Relationship. And, um, with an S H I T. Yeah, with an S H I T. And uh, you What's probably that one about? Get, well, I mean, you know, it's, a, <laughs> it's about really loving someone. No. Pete, Things you'll do t- for people. Relationship is relationship is awesome. Relationship has a really cool concept. Pete Pete well, wrote the lyrics to that one. It was his idea. He's like, he wanted to write a song. He's got some twisted ideas. This drummer guy here, Cheaty, my brother, has definitely has a, his brain works differently than a lot of people. Thanks. Uh, that I know. <laughs> so I appreciate that. He came up with relationship. And I'm like, I can relate to this simple idea. I think a lot of people can relate. Everyone that's yeah. why. who lives on Earth can relate to yeah, that. Yeah, it's a very yeah. relatable yeah. song. And then, and then we just made it like something stinks around here, and it's not just the, the perfume, perfume that, that you, you wear. wear. I mean, that's like where the song starts right there, you know? Well, the thing I like about that song that I didn't realize until a little later when I got to know the lyrics more is that Pete's doing all this like witty-ass lyrics about all of the five senses it's really cool it's like mm-hmm. a really neat way to write a song uh, yeah it's great. I mean, it, it's great. it builds it paints a picture yeah you know? it does yeah that will be on our next ep which we're currently working on right now yep. so your first one lizard brain which mm-hmm. you handed yes. to me and you guys performed a number of songs off of lizard brain today yes we did. and what songs were they again 
Well, uh, we did Divine Right, mm -hmm. which is the first song on our EP. Mm -hmm. uh, we did Six Feet Downtime, which is the second song. And then we did the fourth and fifth songs, which is When It Falls Apart mm -hmm. and then I'm, I'm so, so High, high. respectively. Drug that I have ever known to be ecstasy. When adrenaline is pumping through my arteries, tempting fate. I put my life into the hands of Lady Luck. Hard to breathe. I close my eyes and take a dive. My fear is up and running. I'm so high. I'm clocking through the sky. I'll take my time coming down. We wrote the lyrics to kind of make you think like we're talking about drugs, but we're edgy, we're, dude. We're edgy. talking about the best drug in the world, which is adrenaline, which is just experiencing life and in a clean way, really. Yeah. Um, not that we're promoting Hung that over. necessarily, but yeah. yeah um, uh, just kind of like, what are they talking about? Oh, and then when you tell, when you know it's about skydiving, you're like, oh, then all the lyrics yeah. take on a different meaning, mm -hmm. you know? Right. That's that's so cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a, such a great weekend, man. It was a pretty cool. How did experience. I not know about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cheaty, what about the legs? You is this a good topic? Yeah, that's, okay. that's fine. Um, I had both my legs amputated below the knee. Uh, got electrocuted in 2002. Oh my god. Yeah, high voltage lines climbing over a train. Just kind of wrong place at the wrong time. Climbing yeah. over a train. Yeah. Was this for This work? is in Philadelphia. No, I was not yeah. working. I was just kind of the wrong place at the wrong time. Just trying okay. to get from point A to point B. Right. Uh, and I wound up, I wound up uh, it was raining out like it was today, and it wound up arcing down. I remember getting on top of the train. I had to climb up and over. And uh, I remember getting to the top of the train and looking at my friend and saying, you know, I remember hearing stories of people climbing up on trains and like, or being near power lines and their hair would stand up and stuff like that. But I'd never been near anything like this in this capacity. But we wound up climbing up over the train to get to the other side, and uh, and I remember the last thing I remember saying was uh, just I couldn't reach or touch anything. And I, and I remember saying to my buddy, just kind of crouch down. You know, we find we'll, we'll kind of crouch like uh, like Marines and go under. You know, so you wouldn't be in the current. Well, that didn't work. The, the water had arced right. through the air onto my head oh, right and then down out both my feet Oof. so which resulted in a, a bilateral amputee of both legs below oh the my knee. god so and yet you're still able to play yeah yeah i've i played drums for years before this happened to me so i just had to change the dynamic of how i play by sitting closer and uh sitting a little higher that because i have no flexion in my ankle right so you just got to think of a flat foot you can't bend that ankle so you have to come in closer and higher are you just, just pushing achieve. is that what's yeah, going I'm on just coming down you know? yeah wow um but yeah i figured it out you know don't uh, you have like size seven women's feet because they're lighter when i when i first started does that make I, it cheaper yeah well when i first started i was i was learning like what worked and what didn't work and when i first started this it was a lot of weight hanging off the bottom of my limb you know it's basically i got six inches below my knee and then this whole prosthetic weighs another six pounds and if you have a heavy sneaker or more foot that's just it's just heavier you know it's, it doesn't work out 
So I was trying to lighten the process and light, lighten the, the, I should say, the apparatus. And uh, so I, I actually went to the doctor. And this is kind of funny. I had to get a prescription for little feet. <laughs> and and I, I figured in my mind, like, he's writing out a script. And then I go to Walgreens and they hand me a big tube and it has little feet in it. Like they're pills <laughs> or something, you know? But it, obviously it wasn't that. I went to the, the prostitution and he gave me. The prostitution? The prostitution. Okay. <laughs> two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two sure. I went to my pimp and he gave <laughs> me some feet. <laughs> Got no, those little feet. Yeah. <laughs> I so, know what you So I wind up getting, uh, I think I, I asked for six and a half because it was the same size as my mom. <laughs> because then uh, at that time I had an endorsement by Audio Skate Sneakers, which is funny because I can't even stand on a skateboard at this point. But, <laughs> but it was all free yeah. gear, you know. So I was like, all right, well, let me get sixes for my drum leg and i'll get the regular ten and a halfs and elevens for my regular feet so i was getting you know we we're going to the warehouse and getting all this stuff but i was giving my mom a couple pairs of shoes here and there and setting her up um but back to the back to the, the logistics i was trying to get a a smaller foot and a lighter leg because i figured it'd be easier i wouldn't expel as much energy by uh shortening the the length of the foot and because most of the power is under the pipe itself mm-hmm if you have uh, too much foot sticking out, it's just kind of, it's just dead, no pun intended, it's just like dead weight there. No. Um, yeah. So, you know, I tried it out and it worked, but it got annoying uh, switching legs and I, it's it's neat to, like I take my shoes off for weight, but I can get up and walk around. I was like, I'd have to sit there and switch and I had different prosthetics, I had different liners at the time and it became an issue because I'm like, I'm sitting behind a kid for another 20 minutes trying to get yeah. gear on, yeah, you know? yeah. Try like, to put your the legs logistics on. of that, was, yeah, right. was, you know, I had to figure that out. I wound up switching up, but I just over the time I just kept practicing um, with the prosthetics I have, and I practice. Sometimes I practice with my shoes on. It's like practicing with heavier drumsticks. So when you play, you play with a lighter mm. drumstick, right. faster, you know. So over time, I just build up my leg strength that I can play with the feet I have. Wow. I think the thing that I'm the most impressed with is that you picked up the double bass drum playing again because you're kind of hesitant to do that for a while. From what I remember, I was. You, you know really what? I wanted to add while. to the dynamics. I just want, didn't want to play everything very linear and just straight bass hits here. Yeah. So by putting in the, the quadruplets and the triplets and adding them into the songs, it gives you uh, this thicker, more forward dynamic, especially on the cymbal hits and stuff like totally. that. Yeah. And you're a metal guy, so that's where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? My my first uh, heavy metal cassette tape was Meaty got it for me. It was uh, Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. Oh, great oh. album. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was all downhill after that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I think I'm most impressed with the fact that he just plays drums at all. Just no, not well, yeah, that too, but yeah. that he can just sit down at any kit and play. There's no he's not like doesn't need some sort of special requirement. Mm-hmm. You know, which he could have easily created some sort of special function drum kit but he yeah. just made it a point to like just be able to sit down at any acoustic mm-hmm. drum kit and play it's yeah. just easier logistics yeah. of it are easier yeah. if you learn on everybody else's garbage it just becomes that much easier yeah. you know <laughs> yeah that's why some real garbage kits through the years with other people I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell is this thing <laughs> you make it happen if you're good enough i guess you can make anything happen you know i see well, people play junk all the time it sounds great you know yeah that's what i was going to say next is like you're one of the best drummers 
that I know. Oh, thank so, you. Well, I better be. That's why you're in my band. Dude. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like nobody can believe it when he's like, "Oh yeah, I got both legs amputated from the knee down." People are like, "What?" Hold on, yeah. I need to need to leave here. Can you take this leg? She also yeah. dates a drummer, so that means even more thanks. Well, honey. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you to get back in action? Uh, well, was there a learning? I, I, I what was, kind of learning curve was that? Yeah, yeah, there is a learning curve. I mean, there's a learning curve to anything. It's how fast you pick it up. Like I said, I had time on the kit before that, so I I, I knew of placement of things and and uh, you know where the power was coming from and how to get it to where it needs to go. So it it's was like just physics. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it, it's not uh, too much science, but I just had to kind of create. Uh, a way to get the sounds I wanted and not make it sound thin or, you know, that there there was a a lack of something, you know? Right. That's the whole point is I, you know, I don't want somebody to be like, that dude's got no legs, but you can really hear the bass drums are like, yeah. you can barely hear them, you know? Trying to trying to play play this stuff and, and sound like like is, there's nothing uh, nothing to even talk about, you know? It's yeah. Because you, you don't put it out there. At all. I, would I, have I mean, not we're talking known. about you know, this we now. We would have not known. Every once in a while, I'll hold a leg up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, pitchfork. Yeah, yeah look at this shit. Yeah, there's at a lot it. of alcohol involved, yeah. sometimes yeah. maybe some beers might get uh, I heard a drummer has drank a fork out of leg. his drum yeah. leg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we've, we've drank beers out of the top of his drum leg as if it was a chalice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I don't want people showing up just on that fact. I want people showing up because they like the music, and that's what it's about. It's not about my legs. It's about the music. Every day is moving faster than a hurricane And every moment is another worry Stress or strain I no time to catch my breath I got no time to feel the pain Tomorrow I get to do it all over again It's a merry-go-round for the clinically insane I wake up, go to work to get my pay Then I give it away It's just like everybody said The day that I rest is the day that I'm six feet down time I rest when I'm dead Six feet down time Rest in peace of mind Six feet down time so you guys have a new album coming out. Where'd you record? Did you record in a different place? Or how where do you guys do your recordings? We um we have a great friend, uh, Jerome Mafio, who has a studio down in the Baltimore Inner Harbor. It's Rome Audio, and he's just like a, a diamond in a rough. I mean I can't even say he's in a rough, but he just he's won an Emmy for sound engineering. Wow. He's like a good friend. He just does a phenomenal job. Everything sounds like gold coming out of there. Yeah. And he's our friend. He gives us a really good deal. And mm -hmm. so we make it a point to go to Baltimore to record all our stuff because we have he, a good repertoire. He's also a drummer. I was just so going to say gonna that. Get, you're going to get... Noticing he, he, a theme here. Yeah, yeah. he... he uh, we like our drummers. He plays with Jimmy's Chicken Shack. I don't know if you remember those yeah, guys. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So, and he currently still does. Um, so he, he's a great drummer. And on top of it, 
the way he mics his drum set is awesome. Yeah. I mean, he really puts a lot of mics in a lot of different spots, and and you can sit there. I've done all week, all weekend recording with him, and we're just doing snare sounds and this and that. It's it drives everybody else in the room insane because they're like, "Come on, dude!" Yeah. And I'm like, "But this is this is awesome, you know. This is what you want when you go in <laughs> right. and you record with a guy like that. You want the guy to have 24 mics and you're testing each mic. And now nah, that snare sounds bad. Let's try these 30 of them over here, you know." So it's it, he, that's he, why he's awesome in that aspect. He for loves me anyway. he loves what he does. He's not like I know a lot of musicians that are kind of like, yeah, I record stuff at, at my house, but I'm really like a musician. I mean, he is a musician, but he loves being a sound engineer. He's always advancing his knowledge yeah. of the craft. And yeah, you can tell, and you can tell that he's not especially just like, at that level. I feel like sometimes you get the producers that. Or like, oh, yeah, I'll, you pay me and I'll do something for you, but I don't really care how it sounds. Right. We've been through no, that before. This yeah. guy is, he's very particular. He's passionate about what he yeah, does. Yeah, he, he is. He, the and he cares guy about us, that. so he wants us to sound good. It's really yeah, right. an awesome relationship to That's have a mark with on your him, sound engineer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. he's great. He's I mean, it's, it. just, it's just a mark on him that how many places are there just right here in Philadelphia we could go to a lot quicker right, and easier. Exactly. But we go there. And this might be the nicest placed studio I've heard of. In Inner Harbor, Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> usually it's never in like a nice well, part of he's town. He's progressed over the it's usually years. Usually not in the best yeah. part of town. <laughs> it's we we started in his studio. It was not in the best part of it town. It was in Fredericksville, Maryland, yeah. where they they filmed The Wire. You know that show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can imagine. Yeah. So it was a little rough, but I mean, his his craft has always been great, no matter where he is. And over the years, his studio has gotten uh, yeah. nicer and nicer. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to thank you guys for coming down here and chatting it up. I'm really looking forward to seeing you on June 1st. Um, awesome. Yeah, you guys, uh, where can people find you guys? Bitchforkmusic.com. We're also on Spotify. The whole first Lizard Brain EP is on Spotify. Um, and we're on Instagram as Bitchfork Philly, as well as on Facebook. Um, we also have an appearance at the West Philly Night Market on Thursday June 20th, so that's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, though, one thing I'd like to mention before we go is our fourth member of our band. Flip. Uh, the mighty Flipside Esquire. You don't uh, necessarily know he's there all the time, except when you come see us play live. There's this awesome visual stuff going on behind us at most yes. of our live shows, and that is the mighty Flipside doing live visual, uh, off-the-cuff wow. mm-hmm. uh, visual DJing to our music mm-hmm. and he's a master musician himself uh and we've recently started bringing him up from behind his uh computer screen projector area <laughs> to we to did. show to show off some of his uh his talents yeah we just debuted uh the first bitch fork song featuring mighty Flipside um at our last gig it was so much fun which is actually great. flip's song yeah which is going to be featured on one of his albums. Yeah, but. yeah. I don't think he'd ever played with like a live band like this before, and uh, so it, it was a it was a fun process for him to like learn how to direct a band and have it sound because he's going, oh, that last one sounded dope, and we're like, yeah, but in what way? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, just do what you did then, okay? Laura, what were you drinking today? Uh, I was drinking Cosmic Dancer. Cosmic Dancer, hold me closer. <laughs> It's delicious, Cosmic Dancer. It's like a, almost like a sourish wheat ale, right? It is. Yeah, it's yeah. delicious. We actually uh, we had a beer called Pressure Drop. Mm. It was years ago. 
And it was similar lines, sour wheat beer. And the way we made it was by accidentally leaving a nozzle open. Mm. And then it became soured naturally. And uh-huh. everyone loved it. Like, everyone would come in and like, oh, where's that? Pressure drop so good. This is such a good beer. You guys got to make this again. We're like, we don't know how. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us how. That'll be great. <laughs> we, we can't do that. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening to the Original Slacker Podcast presented by Round Guys Brewing Company. You can hear more about the Original Slacker on Apple, Google, Spotify. Search Round Guys Brewing Company. You can hear both this podcast and our underground playlist, which features Bitchfork in there. Uh, you can also find out more about the whole company, roundguysbrewingcompany.com, and learn more about the Glenside Ale House, our facility down in Glenside, and what beers we're making up here in Lansdale, including a brew pub across the street at the Lansdale Brew Pub. So thank you guys once more, and looking forward to hearing from you guys. And, of course, yeah, we got a Facebook page, too, facebook.com slash roundguysradio. We got a lot. Check it out. Thank you. Good. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. This is one of our songs called When It Falls Apart. And it starts out like this. Staying at the walls again Forgetting everything you taught me Maybe how long it's been I take for granted where it got me But I wanna change And there's gotta be a way to transform my brain Scour away all these ugly stains When it falls apart, you build it up again When it falls apart, you build it up again Even if your heart is telling you there's no end When it falls apart, you build it Wasting, gotta turn the other way. Cause all I see is devastation. There's another side, but it won't reveal itself. I know I've tried, so I'll have to reach out my hands this time. When it falls apart, you build it up again. When it falls apart, you build it up again. If your heart is telling you that there's no end When it falls apart, you build it up again You build it up again No one ever said the life was fair No one ever said the wealth would shower from the No one's ever gonna wave a wand and take you there. When I'm on the pot, when I'm on the pot, when I'm on the pot. Again. When it was a part, you build it up again.
my heart is telling you that there's no end. When I'm on the fire, you fill it up. 